Welcome to Mustang Open Mic. The city of Mustang is highlighted, explored, and celebrated. A podcast discovering the vision of the city through inspiring conversation with Mustang leaders. Now your host, James Wall. Welcome, Mustang. Thank you for joining us at Mustang Open Mic, a podcast for Mustang about Mustang. We're here today with Renee Pierman, Executive Director of the Chamber of Commerce. Renee, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Hi, Mustang. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to spend some time with you just learning more about the business climate here in Mustang. Give us a little background on yourself. Well, I am not a native of Mustang, I'm sorry to say. I'm a transplant, but I love it here, and this is a return for me. I um, raised my children here in Mustang from 1997 to uh, 2008 and um, returned in 1993 when I took this position. It seems like new businesses are popping up all over the place in Mustang. Uh, describe the business climate of Mustang over the past five years. Well, just in just one word, it's growing. Um, right. I mean, you can see that visually. When I went away for four years and came back, it was just a dramatic difference. Um, and that's just caused mostly probably by urban expansion. Oklahoma City um, right. just keeps growing and growing and growing. And we are actually the fastest growing county in the state. And I've been told it's one of the fastest growing counties in the country. Wow. Um, So uh, even with the slowdown in the state economy, Canadian counties continue to grow. And so where the people are, businesses are going to pop up. People need services, you know, healthcare, banking, blah, blah, blah. And um, then retail comes in and brings our local sales tax. And just because we're only 12 square miles, um, it's incredibly well-planned space. The way they have it planned out residentially and right. um, commercially is they've, the city has done a great job of that. And they're looking towards the future for the space and the land that is left to be um, developed. So, and, and that's something they're doing right now as far as creating that vision, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I think one of the draws and attractions in this community is our school district. Right. It's one of the largest in the state as well. It's 11,000 students plus. I know. And, um, Unbelievable. Yeah. They're building every year or almost every year um, new sites. And um, that makes them one of our largest employers. Right. So right. that makes them our largest member. And so, um, and not just because of that, but... Uh, I mean, we want to do everything we can to support them and the city as well. Um, we work well as partners, the city and the chamber and the um, school district. Right. So um, we want to continue that. Those students and the staff that attend there, they need a place to live. They right. play and they have to have a place to spend their money. That's right. And so, you want to spend it right here, don't you? We want to keep it here. That's right. So it, it seems like Mustang is a very special town. And there's some attributes that probably make it like that. What do, what do you think are some of the things that attribute to uh, this being a place for new businesses to come? Well, I think it has a great moral climate. This isn't on the list of questions you gave yeah, me, oh, by I'm the sorry, way. I'm sorry. So we're ad libbing here. Already. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> but I do. I think we have a great moral climate. I th- I think the count right now is like 27 churches in oh, the 12 my, I didn't know that. square miles, oh, and and wow. we are known for that. People have yes. have said to me when I went back to college um, in 2008, I was 
in class with a lot of students who were younger than me. Actually, right. they were my kids' age, but anyway. <laughs> uh, they would say, have you ever driven through Mustang? It's all churches. There are churches everywhere. And so I think that contributes to the moral climate here. When you right. have a great moral climate with high standards, you've got a community that is really going to take care of itself, look after itself, really be a good steward of what everything that they have, all of its resources. Yeah, and, and you actually was a secretary here in town, uh-huh. weren't you? Yeah, I was. The I was the membership Baptist? secretary at First Baptist okay. Church. Yeah, and then um, was another administrative staff person um, at a church in Australia. So Australia, uh, yeah, amazing. <laughs> so that you were there for how long? Four years. Years. Four, Four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. People are the same, both sides of the pond. So. Oh, they are. Or down under. Or down under, whatever. Yeah. So the chamber's purpose is to advance the business interest in Mustang. Right. So share with our listeners the top three ways the chamber encourages and strengthens businesses. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you the first way in the main thing you said, uh, the Chamber's mission is to advance the business interest in Mustang by providing quality of life and prosperity through advocacy and services. So the key word there is advocacy, and that is a mouthful, Yes, but it's also probably one of the biggest things that we do. And if I say the word advocacy, what do you think? I think if someone comes along, you're you're actually helping somebody else. Right. You're promoting you're their promoting interests. Them. Absolutely. Okay. And the way we do that, actually, advocacy is another, another word for lobbying. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> so in, in this context. Lobbying is one of those terms. That yeah. You, yeah. In, in this context, as a church, you can't talk about lobbying. Yeah. But as a 501c6 group, yes. the chamber lobbies, and we look after the interests of our member businesses. And we do that in several ways. Um, we do it at the local level, the state level, and the national level. Um, our general issues that we look for, and I've got a list here that I'm going to leave with you that has okay. the state chamber um issues right there. We sign on to these every year. The Oklahoma State Chamber puts together a list of key legislative principles um, that we look after, but mostly those issues are taxes, uh, labor, workforce, business incentives, infrastructure, the business climate, um, that kind of thing. And we do that through um, our Government Affairs Committee, Government Action Committee. Um, It is very active um, compared to several chambers, even a lot larger chambers. We have a very good committee. Um, some of our local representatives sit on that committee, right. and we have um, city officials also attending those meetings. And we um, have been instrumental in the past in um, helping to get initiatives through that in the state level and surrounding areas that would improve infrastructure in our community and commercial development and commercial development Mm -hmm. okay so uh, what would you say is the and i know this isn't on your list either (laughs) besides a school the Mm -hmm. the biggest commercial business in mustang what would be second and third i mean uh, I didn't bring the top ten list. I have a top ten oh, list, but I, okay. I don't have it That's memorized. All right. That's all right. uh, Walmart, okay. of course, Walmart, sure. tons of jobs, and um, they are great supporters of the chamber as well. So, okay. um, Walmart, the city of Mustang. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have a couple of um, businesses that you wouldn't even know operate here, but really? are international companies. Huh. Um, 
Security Solutions, which is yeah. located near Highway 92 and Highway 152. Right down the road from us. Has a patent on a certain type of lock. It's a, um, a lock locking mechanism that you can change out yourself that is... Um, a, uh, they have a patent on, and they distribute that internationally. It's a very large company. Wow. They use a lot of students that have gone through Mustang High School and Canadian Valley Technology Center as their employees. And um, so they are um, just an integral part of this community. We have other businesses like that. You'd, you'd kind of be surprised to know. I wow. mean, if you drive around International Gasket down there on um, Highway 4. Okay. Yeah, well, that's great. So here's a question I have. Okay. And as someone who is relatively new here, um, and because I'm interested in Mustang, and as I come into the city, there's the signs that say, uh, City with a Vision. And I, it's, it's a little vague to me mm-hmm. as someone who's new. So I was mm-hmm. wondering, what is the vision of Mustang? In your own words, what is that vision and can you nail it down in a couple of sentences? That's a good question. There is a um, city um, committee or group currently in place to look at the long-range plan, comprehensive right. plan for the community. Um, that campaign is called Imagine Mustang. Right. You might have seen stickers or sure. posters around. They've been doing a lot of um, citizen interviews, trying to get mm-hmm. input from the community to find out what direction the community would like to go in. So right. we need to nail that down. Um, I'm not sure... Um, I know that they want to be the city wants to be very responsive to its citizens, but with just such limited amount of space, I'm not sure what that vision is or what right. what direction we are going in. Um, vision is a word that often gets overused, right? Yes, it does <laughs> in planning. It does. And I think that um, I think we're trying not to use that word anymore. Okay. 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 The um, the city is its people. Mustang wants to be responsive. To operate properly and to serve the citizens, the city has to have funding. Right. So, the in Oklahoma, the only way to get that funding is through local sales tax. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, how do you get that? Yeah. You have to have retail. You That's have right. to have a retail market. And so, um, with that in mind, the chamber's vision or my vision would be to make Mustang um, not only a community that will generate that income to support the residents, but also to make Mustang a destination for the surrounding communities as well. Oh, yeah. A few years ago, uh, the city had a um, market analysis done by Catalyst um, Commercial out of Dallas, and it showed us that we were drawing consumers or um, shoppers from lots of surrounding communities, Tuttle, um, Chickasha even, Blanchard, um, Newcastle. A lot of places down south, mm-hmm. as well as the surrounding areas that are really close to us here in Canadian County. But um, so anyway, I would like to see us a destination, um, not just for shopping, but for entertainment, recreation, and just where people can come spend money. And I know that when I talked to Brian Greider on our first podcast that we did, he was talking about that same thing about mm-hmm. bringing in more things that would 
help because I asked him the same question mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he really wanted to see more entertainment for the kids and more opportunities for them to engage as well as adults and families as well which I think that's kind of what you're saying is what are the attractions that can bring people here to help them stay here to actually spend money here so that we can do more for the citizens and for the businesses and look how well this works together I mean we have this huge school district with all yeah. these families our community is very family friendly. The city responded to that with the wonderful town center that oh we have. Goodness, the community center has all these great facilities. The Parks and Recreation Department is very, very active. They have events constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, the library is one of the best facilities I've seen. And from where they started when I first moved here, right. it's um, a night and day transformation. Yeah. They were in a little one room um, storefront behind a laundromat you couldn't even they didn't even have a video section i mean they're just shelves yeah well it's a beautiful library the senior center a very active senior adult community they take trips they um serve lunch in the community center they um do all kinds of activities they have a little gift shop where they sell crafts Mm. um our office used to be in the community center and we um would see the senior adults up there very active all the time right so i mean it just works very well Together And um, those are the kind of things that um, the city has done to try and um, support what we do have going for our community, which is that family-friendly yeah. um, environment. Yeah. Well, in, with the one-cent sales tax mm-hmm. that we're continuing, mm-hmm. uh, and also that Sarah Road, we're going to kind of widen that to four lanes— and it's going to go all the way to the turnpike, is that correct? Or three miles up north, that's all I know. <clears throat> but that's going to help the infrastructure, people getting into Mustang right. as well as people going to jobs and uh, Yeah, connecting. it's exactly, that's exactly right. It will help us connect. It's something that we really need to help our families get back and forth and to have access to the things that we can't fit in our 12 square miles. Right. Um, now, the turnpike will not come into our city limits. It will right. t- It will end right at the um, door to our city. Okay. So that's one thing that the comprehensive plan is looking at, ways to draw people in when they exit the turnpike. Right. And we want it to be um, welcoming and, um, you know, something that will just yeah. be... And engaging as well. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. people can actually engage in that. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I read that you have a new program out right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are doing this, but I don't know much about it. Okay. And it's called Mustang Makeover Challenge. That's right. (laughs) So what is that? And and is that for everybody in Mustang or is it just for the businesses or what is it? Anyone can participate, and this is actually its third year. We're in the third year of the challenge. The chamber, one of the parts of the chamber's mission is to promote the community and to make it prosperous. And Well, one of the ways you prosper is not just financially, but um, your health and wellness as well. So healthy employees make a healthy workplace by getting our employers to sponsor and encourage a wellness program. They will benefit from reduced absenteeism, lower insurance rates, and they can take a tax advantage or they'll oh, receive a tax receive, advantage oh, wow. yeah, for having a wellness program. So um, I had been getting a lot of emails 
when I first started the job from the Biggest Loser program, wanting to come in and do a community challenge really? here in Mustang and, um, you know, share the profits with us. But the, when it came down to it, they really wanted to keep most of the proceeds themselves. Right. Um, but... So I started thinking, what can we do here on our own, and how can we put together a program that will benefit our members and the community and involve our member businesses? Right. Um, I want to include all of our health and fitness-related businesses, mm-hmm. and um, some of them are you know big competitors, but we needed to come together and figure out what we want to focus on, the important things, the things that we agree on. And so um, at the same time, I had a local business owner approach me about wanting to speak at one of our luncheons about um, health and wellness. And she is a spa owner here, Heavenly Hands Day Spa. Okay. And Shannon McCullough and I put our heads together and started thinking about what we could do. And we came up with a 12-week program. And um, Shannon is uh, the coordinator of the program. Okay. And she has a great testimony. She is a holistic health and wellness educator, um, in addition to great. owning the spa. Right. And so it works well together. And where's her spa located? It is on Highway 152 in Castle, on, on Castle Rock Lane. Okay. Okay. So there you go, Shannon. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Advertise it. There you there go. There you go. Um, Yeah, so, okay, so what we did was um, we gathered our people first, anyone that might have an interest, and we pulled together the hospital, the um, uh, other healthcare businesses, Mm -hmm. the fitness centers, um, and Parks and Recreation Department, the County Health Department, and we all sat down at the table and said, what decided what we could contribute or what each one of them could contribute. And then we um, came up with the topics we wanted to present, and we let those businesses that um, showed an interest um, each take a class. They get they sponsored the class. They presented they presented their expertise as professional business people. And um, and then we sought other sponsorship from other businesses in the community to help pay for the program. Um, chamber members that wanted to participate um, would pay a reduced rate, um, but anyone could participate, just uh, they would pay a little bit more. Right. Um, we offered cash prizes as the incentive. Wow. So the first year we gave away $1,000 to the first place oh, winner. My goodness, yeah. And um, the winner was Kathy Hale. And she actually congratulations, up, Kathy. <laughs> she is actually the one of the um, secretaries that took my place at First Baptist. Oh, so, okay. yay, Kathy! Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and she's now on our committee helping uh, to continue the program. But anyway, so we decided that we didn't want to just dump all of the cash prize in one person's lap. We wanted to spread that out. So the next year we gave away first, second, and third, and then this year we're also uh, giving away. First, second, and third places. Now, there are also incentive prizes along the way. Shannon's giving us all a challenge every week. And I say us because I'm trying to participate oh, in the program okay. this okay. year. Um, yeah, the administrative stuff is was pretty heavy the first couple years getting right. it off the ground and working things out. And we still continue to work things out along the way. We've got an app where people can submit their food journals and um keep track of their handouts and, and get other information. That it's really, really good. good. Yeah, I, I think I see it working because I'm up real early working out at the workout center. Mm-hmm. 
And usually there's four of us there early in the morning. I mean, when it opens at five o'clock. Okay. So, but after the first of the year, it has, there's about 10 in there now. So there's a lot more people in there. So it may be that they're all, you know. Well, I would like to the, think that, but you know, it's think, the beginning of the I year. Know, so. I know, I <laughs> know. It may taper off, but let's hope not. Let's okay. hope everybody will keep it, keep it up. Keep I it agree. Up. That's great. So I'm also interested in seeing something on your website about mm-hmm. the Chambers Leadership Council at the high school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know exactly what that was, but it interests me because it's leadership, and I kind of have a, a really like leadership and learning more about okay. leadership and, and teaching that and helping young people actually learn those skills. It's really a great thing to do. Yeah. So is that what this is? Is that kind of... It is a leadership program. It's workforce okay. development. That's why the chamber's involved, because it involves employers and employees, and we want to have a strong workforce. Right. And we want to... Um, especially encourage um, those leaders to come back to Mustang mm-hmm. and be a part of this community after they graduate. So what we did um, about eight years ago, this is before I came here, long before, um, one of the board members um, put together a program um, through the high school, DECA program. DECA is the right. marketing business sure. program. And... Um, brought in the professionals from the community that would um, be able to speak to the needs of these students as they um, continued growing. It was only available to seniors, and um, they um, would have a different topic every month, and um, we would talk about topics like um, employer expectations, what to look for in an employer, financial responsibilities, Customer service, um, ethics, um, business etiquette, Mm. social etiquette, along with that. um, We would um, inform and educate them on local government and the the role that sales tax plays in that local government. And um, we even took them to the state capitol. We took them on several trips. We did a ropes course. Oh, right. Um, and the program, as far as the topics go, have, have pretty much remained the same over the years. Um, the numbers started going down for the DECA program over the years. And so last year we reworked it a little bit, and um, we got the high school principal, Teresa Wilkerson, involved. And she... Um, has helped us take this to the next level. Mm-hmm. Now the program is available to all the leaders of every student organization at the high school. Okay. So you've got the FFA, you've got band, you've got Spanish club, you've got uh, POM, you've got football, you've got every organization represented. Um, and it's still Mostly seniors. A few juniors are in the class as well, um, but we still meet once a month. We have our business owners and managers come in and share their expertise. And then at the end of the program, we um, provide them with a completion certificate. And this certificate can be used um, when applying to colleges oh, or for jobs awesome. to show their leadership potential. Sure. And so we've had that testimony as well. 
The students are also encouraged to participate in our scholarship program. Mm-hmm. We have a scholarship program. We give away several thousand dollar scholarships oh, to wow. graduating seniors every right. year. We raise money throughout the year through golf tournaments. The legislative breakfast right. next uh, on January 31st. That's right. The proceeds will go to that. And also we have a golf ball drop. So all those funds go into the scholarship fund. And now it, you don't have to be in the um, leadership program to apply for the scholarships, but we encourage those leaders especially to apply. And those applications for the scholarships are available on our website Okay. in um, March, in the, after spring break. Okay, so that way, if there's somebody that wants to apply for that, they can at They'll, that time. It should be on our homepage. That's great. So describe a few activities that you do for the community mm-hmm. that really help the community and okay. just kind of just give me a couple of those. Well, first of all, I just want to say that the Chamber of Commerce is not a department of the city. Right. And we get that misconception a lot. But the most important thing, I think, well, probably not the most important, but one of the most important and the biggest thing that we do is we connect other people. Right. We connect people. We have connections. And so um, everything we do is about connecting businesses and the citizens. So all of our fundraisers, all of our programs, all of our events are about networking. Okay. So that's the buzzword there, that's networking. It's yes. kind of overused, but kind of gotten to be cliche. But um, all of our members um, who, and by members, I mean businesses, right. member businesses that choose to get involved in the chamber and make connections with other business owners and managers at every event. Um and you know, as a nonprofit leader yourself, yes, yes. Um, that there's no better way to get to know others than volunteering, putting your shoulders together and working and serving together. Yep. And so when business leaders do that, um, they're creating connections and um, these leaders get to know each other in the same way. And then the more these businesses participate, the more their names become familiar right. to the community. They become household names. And um, who are you going to call for to repair your air conditioning? Well, I know so and one, so of, the, one of the chamber members. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. They use and refer the members they have been working with. Um, and it just get, grows and grows from there. Um, this is um, probably one of the most important things that we do. Um, I got here in July, okay. mid-July okay. of 2016, and there was this big event that was about to happen called, and it may have been August or September, but it was Western Days. Mm. And Never heard of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I didn't get to participate because I had to be somewhere else, and so okay. I'm looking forward to my first one. I haven't done that yet, but I'm looking forward to it, but I know that you were a large part of that. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, is that something that the chamber has taken on, or is that just something that has fallen into your lap? The chamber but, has always been involved in Western Days. Okay. Western Days is a city festival, and um, the chamber manages and coordinates the event for the city. Um, we have probably about 30 subcommittees, and it takes the good part of a year to plan and carry off the event. We mm-hmm. had our first meeting for the 2017 Western Days last week. Oh, wow. Okay. We meet at the Mustang Police Department every month, second Friday of every month, and um, 
there is a committee for the parade. There's a committee for the rodeo. There's a committee for the vendors. There's a car show committee. There's, I mean, it just goes on and on. And we for, add for new the events. superintendent who's doing the dunk tank. Is there a committee <laughs> just for him too? <laughs> We should. <laughs> no, uh, the Rotary ha- can take responsibility for bringing in the superintendent to the to the dunk tank, and that was kind of a fun thing. And he's a, our superintendent's always a good sport to be he able is. to get into that. He but, is. Um, it pulls everybody together. It brings in tax revenue because people come to town and spend right. money for Western Days. We are trying to um, bring back a little more Western feel to it this year because okay. it hasn't always had that. Right. Um, we brought in the Guthrie Gun fighters last year so we did some gunslinging and had a good show and we also had a chuck wagon cook off for the first time that was fun and Mm. it went over very well so that will be returning this year as well and you said that that probably adds those days add about thirty thousand people well those were the numbers that were reported to me i don't know how we would count between all the events that we have but between the parade the park the tournaments that are going on um the rodeo the car show especially when we have a grand national car show Mm -hmm. or a national car event those numbers get pretty high that's wonderful Mm -hmm. that's great and it really highlights the city and what this city is all about right okay so before we're through Mm because we're about out of time oh so, I've got a lightning round that I'm going to give you, okay? Now, I know it's not, I haven't written it down, but I've, I've done this with everybody. So, <clears throat> so here we go. Just off the top of your head, no big deal. We can edit this, right? Yes, yes, yes. No, no, not this. We can edit everything else, but not this. <clears throat> so, what type of business is not in Mustang currently that you would like to see that type of business here? Well, retail, we don't have um, a good bookstore. We don't have good furniture store. I'd love to see um, specialty types of retail going in. Okay, wonderful. Entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. movie theater. Okay. So what is the greatest leadership lesson you've learned in your tenure as the executive director of Mustang? If you could take away one thing, say, man. This is one thing I've learned in working with all these people and everything. This this was helpful. I don't know if I can narrow that down. There's so many things floating around. Um, I would never ask anyone to do anything that I would not be willing to do myself. Hmm. Um, servant leadership is yeah. a big thing with me. Really appreciate that. Okay, next question. Of all your annual events that you do for the chamber, what is your favorite? And you have to pick one. That's the hard point because I know you love them all. But Oh, the annual banquet in April. Okay. It's our, it's our annual member banquet, and it, it's our annual meeting. We do a report to the members, and we have an auction, a live auction and a silent auction. And it's a chance for everybody to get dressed up and come together. And, um, and where is that held? It's held at the community center. And what's the date? Do you know? <laughs> This year it's April twentieth. April. 20th. We're doing a Western theme oh, so banquet as well with. because the Chisholm Trail is celebrating its hundred and fiftieth year anniversary this year. Oh. We have one Chisholm Trail marker in the city limits, and so we want to um, play on that a little bit. So we're doing Western theme on everything. 
that means I'm going to have to go out and buy some boots because I don't even own a pair. Yes. Oh, my and goodness. And a cowboy hat. Oh, my goodness. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I would look like in, in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Actually, the theme is going to be called the Boot Scootin' Banquet. Boot Scootin' Boogie Banquet. Oh, wow. So boots are a must. Well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> okay. Okay, last question on the lightning round. Okay. Excluding relatives. Who has been one of the most inspiring people in your life in this town? If you could just go, that individual has helped me in my work at the chamber probably better than anybody. Just kind of, can you narrow it down? I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. Okay, give me But give me my a board of directors um, hired me, took a step of faith, and hired an inexperienced um, woman to run its chamber three years ago. And the president then, um, Phil Cobb with OG&E, um, um, took that leap of faith. And then his successor, Sherry Pogue, who was with Bank First at the time, um, were very influential in helping me to learn the ropes. And they were very supportive. Um, Also, Pat Alterman, um, who is on our board still, with Caldwell Banker Select. I'll just mention all their businesses. Yeah, but well. um, the entire board of directors, I have a 17-member board. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Renee. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank we've, you for having yeah, me. Yeah, we've really enjoyed it. And for our listeners, tell a friend about Mustang Open Mic. The podcast can be found on iTunes or at our website at mustangopenmic.com. This is James Wall, your host. Join us next time as we have another inspiring conversation with one of today's leaders here in Mustang. Until then, have a blessed day.